0: emergency services please you gotta help me there's this weird guy ma'am please ma'am call us when you're dead what the welcome back callers to another episode of call us when you're dead i'm keith and i'm ryan And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Uber driver murders. Uber, not a sponsor. Right. So before we get into that, can we just tell the callers about what the cat has decided to do? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I love talking shit about the cat.
0: I know, me too. So she keeps coming up and like attacking her feet and then she'll turn around and she'll like run over to our sandals and put her feet into our sandals like she's becoming us and now is going for a walk i i don't know it's a new game that we're playing <laughs> she's uh, always always got new games
1: going on in her head
0: yeah it, you know it, i guess it's just the life of an animal when you live in a house so i we took photos of it and i'm going to use those so coming up this week will be yet another photo of the cat doing cat things and you can check those out on tiktok tiktok yes i love you guys looking at our tiktok stuff and the replies and just everybody being there that's cool do you know what else is pretty cool our callers fuck yeah so it's time for the shout out shout outs awesome we have javid z liberty b and sabrina l thank you guys so much for being callers so, like I said, on this week's episode, we are going to be talking once again just how the devil can be oh so tricky and even use modern day technology to get
1: people to do his bidding of murder.: I mean, just thinking that's a scary thought if the evil can take over technology as well.
0: Yeah, remember we were watching a movie the other day and they had like a Ouija board on their phone. Oh God, Yeah we were tablet. like, Oh, OK, so we're just doing that now, huh? That was the stupidest thing I've ever
1: seen. Whatever. You wouldn't even download it. You're such a wuss. (laughs) Well, with that being said, callers, let's jump into that trusty time machine and head to Kalamazoo, Michigan. We are from Michigan. Yes, we are. And here we are going to be meeting Jason Brian Dalton. Buckling his seatbelt and turning on his phone for what others will say is a trip from hell in 2016.
0: Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when you're not. Cannot be responsible
1: for any lost limbs. However, before we get into this hell-filled Uber ride, let's uh, get to know Jason just a little bit more. He was raised in Greenfield, Indiana. He and his family would later move to Kalamazoo in 1989, where he would attend Comstock High School. Later, he'd attend Kalamazoo Valley Community College, getting an associate's degree in law enforcement. Jason and his wife, Carol, had two children together, and the week following the murder spree, Carol would file for
0: divorce. Good on you, girl. Like right. She did not waste any time. That happened, and she washed her hands of that whole situation. She's
1: like, I don't know who that is.
0: Right. Well, she
1: <laughs> knew him already, right, and... What's interesting is uh, the degree in law enforcement, Mm -hmm. you know, damn well, you know, I know at the end we speculate rather if we believe it's possession or not, but he's got that law enforcement degree. So you would certainly think he knows what he's doing as a no, no.
0: Right. And I would also like to add, because I didn't put it in here. He never went for uh, into the police academy After he got his degree. Like, he never pursued it anymore. He never did anything else with it. It was, he got his degree in it, and he was just done. Oh, he just wanted that very expensive piece of paper. I I guess so. And there was no reason as to why he didn't ever pursue anything. And so I just, I'm going to throw it out there that, like, he never pursued it. And there's no reason why he didn't. So. Hmm. Leave it to your imagination, and we'll go with that. Right. Hours prior to Jason's killing spree, he would be seen at no less than three different gun stores. His friends at the time who were with him said that he was a, quote, a little more quiet than normal. However, the store owner had found that Jason was in good spirits while he was at the store. Yet, he never bought a gun at the store. So, that's pretty unique. Right, he did buy, like, a vest. Like that, a bulletproof vest or like a tactical gear vest? It, it, it just said that he was buying a vest and that he was bought it for his son. And so it didn't give an explanation huh. of what type of vest. But if I had to guess, yes, I'm thinking it is like a tactical type vest.
1: That is interesting. Not long after visiting the stores, around 4 p.m. on February 20th, 2016... Jason would pick up his first Uber rider of the day in his Chevrolet Equinox. Those are kind of fancy cars. I like those. Yeah.
0: And he has a lot of cars. I just, I want to throw that out there. We are going to go through a mixture of cars in this next eight hour period. Interesting. Interesting.
1: I guess collecting cars can be a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what you (laughs) can call it. Right. A man by the name of Matt Mellon? Mellon?
0: Mellon? At least I believe that's how his name is said, is Matt Mellon.
1: Alright, Matt Mellon. While Matt was in the car, he said that Jason started to act strange after a phone call. He was entering oncoming traffic, driving over the median strip, ignoring stop signs, and even sideswiping a Ford Taurus. Matt, at this time, obviously shaken, had been pleading with Jason to let him out of the car abso fucking lootly
0: Right. My first thing would be, get me out of here. What are you doing? I've never taken an Uber. I'm just going to throw that out there. I am deathly afraid <laughs> of taking an Uber because I don't know who I'm getting into the car with.
1: Right. And right. my mama
0: always told me, don't get into a car with strangers. And then we invented a fucking app that allows you to get into a car with a stranger. Right.
1: And and it's a fucking job. Right. right. People make a living off of it. Right. And good on you if you do it, but I am terrified of you people. And even more so good on you if you are not murdering your passengers. Right. It gives them a bad rep. Don't kill your passengers. Right. You just probably shouldn't ever do that. It doesn't matter if you work for Uber or not. <laughs> so Jason refuses to respond to Matt. And at the next stop sign, Matt dives out of the car and calls 911, letting them know about Jason and the type of car he's driving.
0: All I picture in my head when I read this was that he saw that stop sign and Jason happened to stop at that one because he's not been stopping. And Jason is like, gots to go, not leaving you five
1: stars. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just barrel rolled. Yeah, yeah. Jason definitely did not get those five stars. Right. That day. Eventually, Jason would loosely state
0: to the police that his Uber app that was normally red had changed to black. And a devil figure would then give him an assignment and it would literally take over his whole body.
1: Yo, boy, yeah. So apps don't do that. Right?
0: Did it come up and cackle like ah ha, ha ha ha? Or was it like the good angel, bad angel situation? I just don't understand it. Right, right. Did he have horns? <laughs> is he like what type of devil are we dealing with?
1: Yeah, the the uh, the app or the phone just grew little horn spikes on the side of it. I just
0: want to know: is he the depiction of Satan that you see in movies? or is he like super sexy satan? <laughs> that he probably is. And then you have to listen to that. Right, you got to listen to super sexy satan. <laughs> you guys probably should not listen to super sexy satan. Don't
1: listen to satan.
0: Because he's going to ask you to do some weird shit.
1: <laughs> right. So that will bring us to his first assignment from his new little devil, little devil, Uber app phone shenanigans.
0: I just want to point out, would that be so weird to you if you like pushed an app that's normally like it looks a certain way or, you know, like, look at how we all freak out when Facebook changes anything.
1: I don't know if I would be like, oh, let me press that button. Right. And what's unique is it is it is common that people are scared of change. Right. So, if I see my app changing... Why would you want to press it? <laughs> Stop. Like, throw it down, throw it out the window. Right. But not all of us are that smart, and Jason's fucking stupid. And, okay, so, we gotta go back to the first
0: part. Matt said that he took a phone call. Was that Satan on the phone?
1: Right, yeah. That, that's a good point. What happened on that phone call that pissed him off so much? Right, that causes him to become so erratic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Jason's first assignment, it was around 5.42 p.m. on February 20th, 2016, and it was 25-year-old Tiana, or Tiana, Carruthers. She was outside of her apartment when a man with a German Shepherd pulled up and asked if she was someone else. Tiana, like any other normal person when asked the question, said no. She was not that person they were asking for. Mistaken identity. Right. 100%. And that is when Jason opened fire, shooting Tiana four times, once in the left arm, legs, and back. Her children were outside and ran for help as Tiana lay on the ground playing dead. Jason's first assignment was done.
0: I just have to point out, too, Tiana does survive, but it's because of her quick thinking and her children. Because he drove into an apartment complex... Okay, and and there's other people that are outside at the time that notice what happened, and her children running in. She has five kids. They all ran inside and called the police and said, "Somebody's just shot and killed my mom." When the police get there, Tiana is thankfully alive, but she's just laying on the ground. And she, at first, when the f- responders get there, they don't have their lights on, like their sirens going. Okay, because they're afraid that there's still an active shooter oh for sure for sure so they don't want to cause any more commotion like that and tiana just they're like trying to get her up and she would not respond to them at first goes all limp fish yeah and do you blame her i don't
1: oh no absolutely that's smartest thing she could have done Mm -hmm. and i I, and i hope that tiana did not leave five stars for the either well no because she didn't order a fucking
0: uber (laughs) she didn't order to be shot either Right. I don't think anybody orders that. (laughs) That might be a really weird order. Come and shoot me, please. I mean, I think we've all said that in our lives, like in our professional lives, like, just shoot me. But I don't think they make an app for that. (laughs) Right. The just shoot me app.
1: Yeah.
0: Knowing that the police would soon hear about a man driving erratic and shooting people, Jason needed to change cars. He now goes to meet Carol at his parents' house and asked for the keys to their H3 Hummer, but was unable to get it started. Instead, he and his phone jumped into the black Chevrolet HHR that Carol had been driving at the time. Prior to leaving, he handed Carol a 9mm gun, telling her that it wasn't safe for her to go to work anymore, and that the kids should not be taken to school. Also, that their home was no longer safe. Carol presses Jason for more information, but all he would say was, I can't tell you what's going on, but you are going to be seeing it on the news.
1: Yeah, um, you can just walk up to your significant other, give him a gun, and say all that shit, and then be like, deuces! Bye! Like, See you on the flip side. You definitely need to answer some follow-up questions with that one. Okay, I
0: just need to know, because she, you know that in the next week she's going to file for divorce, do you think that's when she immediately went, oh, I'm calling the divorce attorney right now. <laughs> right. Whatever is going on, it is not good. And I do not want to be wrapped up in it.
1: Especially when you hand hand her a gun and then say all that shit and then end it with, oh, you'll see it on the news. I mean, what stuff goes on the news? He wasn't rescuing a fucking kitty out of a tree. Right. Now, mind you, this is the gun he has used to shoot uh-huh. Tiana with. Now now Carol's fingerprints are all over. Right about now it.
0: her fingerprints are all over this.
1: Oh man. Jason now drives around waiting another 35 minutes before going back to his home and getting his new handgun. Guns left and right for this ass. Yeah,
0: well we know that he goes to gun stores quite often, clearly because the store owner knows him. Right, right. And, you know, has he has some kind of reputation with the store owner. And not at just one store, but multiple
1: stores. Right, right, yeah. And uh, his app had changed back to its normal Uber-looking self. And he would be able to accept more rides without issue. That is, until it changed again at 10.01 p.m. The app had gone black again, and the little devil has reappeared. This time, his victims would not be as lucky as Tiana.
0: Right, I just want to know... Did when the app changed itself back and forth was the little devil like just turning around and walking away, torque, like, like <laughs> and then he would just pop back up and be like, surprise, I'm back.
1: back.
0: <laughs> okay, and what makes it even worse is all I'm imagining for the devil symbol is the hot game that they have at the casino where it's the little devil hot
1: game where it's in his like, little white paper, hot, hot, hot
0: <laughs> in here, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks like a little devil Cupid. (laughs) And now that's all I'm imagining, because that guy is a little bit of an asshole. (laughs) And I could imagine him popping up on a fucking app. uh, All right, let's go kill some people together. Right. Do you want to win the major or the minor? (laughs) At this point, Tyler D. Smith, 17 years old, and his father, Richard E. Smith, 53 years old, are both at the Kia dealership looking at cars to buy for Tyler. That is when Jason walks up and asks them what they're looking at. Before either can respond, Jason fires 18 times, killing both father and son before getting back into his car and driving to his next assignment that happens to only be 10 minutes away. People at the Burger King across the street have called the police to let them know a shooting has taken place at the Kia dealership. Plus, giving them the new description of the car Jason is now driving. I would also like to add... Tyler's girlfriend is in the back seat and she witnesses all of this. Now, they don't give a name for her. And so that's why I'm not adding her full thing into this. Sure, But whoever you are, I just, you know, I've got to apologize. I'm sorry
1: that. Yeah, to witness that and go through that, that's not an ideal situation to, to live through. Jason has now driven to the local Cracker Barrel. I love me some Cracker Barrel. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've been to a Cracker Barrel.
0: Listen, Cr- I'm... Crackle, Cracker Barrel. I am so hungry right now. I <laughs> eat at a Cracker
1: Barrel. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's not to say he's getting his lunch and we're going to talk about it. And No, it's not. Right. Here we have 60-year-old Mary Jo Nye, 62-year-old Mary Lou Nye, 74-year-old Dorothy Brown... 68-year-old Barbara Hawthorne, and 14-year-old Abigail Comp. They're sitting in two different cars next to each other in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, and they happen to be friends. The whole group is a friend friend group.
1: I mean, there's a little bit of a standout there. I'm assuming that's someone's granddaughter.
0: Okay, so Abigail and Barbara happen to just be best friends. Abigail calls Barbara her grandmother, but she... Is, in fact, not her actual biological grandmother. Okay, okay. But Barbara has really taken to Abigail like a grandmother and does pretty much everything for her, you know, by taking her out. And this is just one of those nights that they would normally have together where Barbara is getting together with her other friends. But she, of course, has Abigail, so she's not going to ride together with the four other ladies She's, you
1: know. Right. So Barbara and Abigail are in one car and the other three ladies are in the second car. Right. This is when Jason, once again, asks a question prior to opening fire on the first car, killing Barbara and putting Abigail in a coma. Jason then turns and opens fire on the other three women in the car next to Barbara's, killing all three women on scene. Abigail would remain in critical condition until February 28th, 2016, and finally open her eyes by March 3rd. By March 8th, she would be transferred to Grand Rapids, Michigan to have the damaged part of her skull worked on, which because of infection would have have to be worked on again. By July 26th, she would finally be able to go home. Right. And Abigail, when the
0: police get to the scene, they pronounce her dead at first. Abigail is literally holding on to dear life and it's just a small little gasp that she makes. Sure. That they notice that there is life to Abigail because when the paramedics do arrive they cannot find a pulse on her.
1: Yeah, that, that would be a uh, quite quite the scene, quite scary. Right,
0: and then and by that point the the news had already gotten wind that Abigail had died. And so, Abigail's parents oh, believe that her third daughter is dead. Oh, goodness. And then, about five minutes later, get that call of, she's back, and, you know, now we're going.
1: So, not to make joke on this tor- terrible event, but Abigail's probably thinking, it is going to be safe hanging out with all these nice little elderly ladies Right. And to realize they're like in a thug shit going down. Right. So I have
0: seen an interview with Abigail, and it is very hard for her to talk about this, as it would be for anybody, especially when you are 14 and you've gone through something so traumatic like this. Right. But, and she can hardly get through that night because a lot of it she does not fully remember, you know, as there was damage done to her brain. Yeah, I would imagine she was shot in the head. Right, right and she had to relearn how to walk, talk, do all of that and there's like video of her getting up the first time in the hospital and actually walking and i have never seen such a determined person in my life of like, this isn't going to keep me down.
1: That is awesome.
0: And the physical therapist that she had didn't know that Abigail had started to be able to walk yet. And she tells the physical therapy nurse to like wait back and she gets up with her crutches and just walks to the physical therapy nurse. And it's hard to watch it without wanting to cry because (laughs) it's such a special moment for them you know because they're both putting in that work for sure for sure but with all with all of that said yeah Ab, you know abigail always felt safe around them because they were in fact her type of people she even talks about one point she felt like an old soul for sure yeah and she felt like she fit in with them very well i'm very familiar right you know everybody i think has that like old soul feeling where you're around older people and you just feel like you fit in with them because they just kind of get it
1: right they've lived life and no no shit right they're not Jon Snow's.
0: He knows nothing. <laughs> While on the scene of the Kia dealership, the police have gotten another call that another shooting has happened and quickly rush over to the Cracker Barrel, only to find Jason has yet again escaped them. At this time, his app has turned back to normal, and he once again t- can take Uber rides. Jeez. People coming and going from his car are even asking him... Prior to getting in, if he just happens to be the shooter the cops are looking for, to which he responds with a simple
1: no. Okay, so, people. People who got in the car with this guy after there's been a shooting going on. um, How about you fucking don't?
0: Right, and so, <laughs> I had also read, too, and I, I couldn't find another source to it that... Uber had sent out notifications to people in like the Kalamazoo area that were Uber drivers to stop driving and that he ignored it. And that was how they knew that this has got to be the person they're looking for. Oh, that's pretty smart. Because they noticed the car, they noticed him getting, like, people getting in and out. Like, a police officer at this point is starting to follow him because they're noticing, you know, all of this. So, But the validity of, like, if they actually sent out messages or not, I don't know. Because I only found one source to that, and I don't want to quote that as being true. But if that is... That's really awesome.
1: Yeah, it is something else because this is on the news by now. Oh, Live yeah. breaking action news. Doo, it doo, doo, is doo, doo, absolutely doo, doo, all doo. over. I remember when this happened. Right. So if I were living in Kalamazoo and was seeing that there is an Uber driver shooting people, um, I'm not going to get an Uber. I will walk my fat ass to wherever I need to get to. I
0: actually know that I was on my way back from work when all of this broke. And they were very quick on the whole. Be careful where you're going. Be careful what you're doing. Even my work at the time was very nervous about which way we were going because they didn't want us to get involved into some kind of you know shooting.
1: Right, but but do you get what I'm saying? Like if if there was a news breaking thing of oh, there's an active shooter over at Walmart. Would my you... first place is not to go to Walmart.
0: It's to go to exactly. Sam's Club so I can watch what's happening <laughs> yeah. at Walmart because I'm not about ready to go get shot. But I am a gawker, and <laughs> I 100% will watch. Right, but don't don't go. <laughs> right, you just don't go into the building.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, okay. So, side story. Side story. Okay, this is about my mom, and there was an incident that happened on our road where the police happened to barricade off a war like large section. Of the streets around the house. And they were yelling at everybody, like, get back into your house. Because there had been a standoff with the cops.
1: Okay. okay?
0: So this just happened to be somebody that uh, I was friends with, their parent. And they happened to be having a mental health crisis at the time. And what was claimed was that the kids and the wife were in the house. That wasn't true. But this person claimed that they were going to commit suicide, and kill the whole family. But it was because of a mental health issue.
1: Okay? Gotcha, gotcha.
0: My mom, being the genius that she is later on, told this person, if you ever do this to me again, I'm going to bake you a pan of brownies. I'm going to come over, knock on the door, and one of two things are going to happen. One, you're either going to calm down and the neighborhood will go free or two, you're going to walk out and go hang out with the police, but the neighborhood will go free. <laughs> so, I know it's a side story, but it is just a little bit of a break from this craziness that we've just heard. <laughs> right. By 12.36 a.m. on February 21st, 2016, the police have finally found Jason and have taken him into custody. Which leads me into my most favorite thing, which is what?
1: Trial time. Trial time. So, we know you all want to know how this trial is going to go and play out. Is Jason going to use this crazy story about how the app changed and the devil spoke to him, giving him assignments that he had to fulfill to be able to survive? Well, of, of course. It's it's season four. Devil made me do it. Yeah. However, the prosecution wasn't going to be having any of that and asked for a psychiatric evaluation to be done. The Michigan Center for Forensic Psychiatry found that Jason was very competent to stand trial. This meant the six counts of murder, two counts of assault with intent to commit murder, and eight counts of using a firearm during the commission of a felony were not going away. On January 7, 2019, Jason pled guilty to all counts. On February 5th of 2019, Jason was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. I didn't add it,
0: and I should have. I feel like now, looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty. But he tried every stall tactic, trick in the book, could. (laughs) And the more I think about it now, it's because he had that law enforcement degree. He knew how to play the system, and he, I truly think, was trying to get a mistrial. Oh, for sure. But there you have it, Callers, the horrible attack that Jason Dalton placed on the city of Kalamazoo for one whole night, believing that the devil himself had taken control of his body and his Uber app to make him shoot people. But what do you guys think? Did the devil make him do it? Or is he just using it for a good reason to go kill people?
1: All right. So this is where we're going to be interjecting on our thoughts on... Yeah. Is he possessed or not? Now, me personally, I thought the guy last week was more convincing than this idiot. I have a lot of feelings, <laughs> and I wrote them.
0: Yes, yes, you did. Because you said, oh, look, you are going on a rant here.
1: Yeah. It, but I guess I want to hear
0: more of your opinion on it before I get on my soapbox.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I just do not believe any of it as far as the this app making... Being the devil in there and fucking whatever to make him do it. Like, it's so far-fetched. I can't say it's just, it's crazy. But not in the sense that he's crazy. It's just that he tried to say that, I guess. It's It's that he thought
0: his story was viable. Right, yeah. There you go. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I tried to wake my wife up with the knife. Right. (laughs) Yeah, guys, we just heard that story
1: today. That's a wild one that I'm sure will come around again. Yeah, that was something else as well. Yeah, it's just that fucking stupid. I'm sorry, people. An app is not fucking doing mind control to make you murder people.
0: Right, it's not getting up and going, Zoltar. (laughs) As much as he wishes it
1: would. Yeah, I guess that's my opinion on it. I I will uh, step uh, to the side and let you jump on that soapbox and let you go to town on this idiot. Well, thank you, because we have
0: covered a lot of people here who are far more important than Jason will ever be. And I hope, I hope to God he is hearing this. You are the monster, not the app, not the devil. It is you. You became the devil that night. Nothing more, nothing less. However, we will quickly forget you just as quickly as we have forgotten all the other killers just like you because you are a human vile piece of shit. Cheers to that. Right. I I just, I'm not going into, do I believe this or not? I don't, I don't believe it. And it's hard for me to sit here and say like, you know, because of my belief system, y'all got to stop blaming God and the devil for everything that (laughs) happens in your life. You give them way too much credit on both sides. People are people and they are just sometimes horrible fucking people. And sometimes people are very good people because that's just who they are. Yep, yep. However, those that truly mattered will be remembered here at the Call Us When You're Dead podcast family. And those people are Tyler D. Smith, 17. Richard E. Smith, 53. Mary Jo Nye, 60. Mary Lou Nye, 62. Dorothy Brown, 74. And Barbara Hawthorne, 68. And though you did not kill these others, we are going to say their names as well because of a great fuck you. You tried, and only by some miracle did they survive. Tiana Carruthers, 25. Abigail Comp, 14. To the two of you that survived, we hope that you hear us when we say you are stronger than you know, and we will always remember you and those that were lost that night. Now, I know that even though he is found competent. competent, thank you, to be able to stand trial, I personally believe that he was suffering from a mental health crisis. And like we do always here on this podcast, and we'll continue to always do, if you or anyone that you know is having a mental health crisis, please call the helpline at 988. But there you guys have it. This was... The Case of the Kalamazoo Shooter. Episode 2 of Season 4. Which I hope you guys truly are enjoying because I have been writing them. Ryan is taking a step back for the season in writing because he thinks that maybe he will have more of a biased opinion.
1: I mean, I, I and I hope you agree and you understand I where I was coming from with that. Yep,
0: I do. And it's been hard for me because writing is not where I am the strongest when it comes to things. I can see everything and know how I want to write it out. <laughs> But then sometimes I have to have you coming in and help. And, you know, so thank you to you for helping.
1: I mean, I personally feel that the the first episode and this this episode that you did were your two best piece of work. Because you've written a few episodes. Yeah, um, yeah, I have. In the other seasons. Uh, maybe one in each. I think I've wrote one in each, yeah. And not saying those were bad, because those were obviously fucking awesome, because they were. But I feel like these two episodes so far,
0: genius. I think it's maybe I don't want to say that I'm more enthusiastic about it because I'm not more enthusiastic about one case yes, over smarter. another. Yes, oh. murder. Yes, <laughs> murder. Um, but I think it's because I have this weird understanding of that side of things, and I think we'll find that even in the next season, which I will probably have to write that one too. Props. Yeah, I, we're just going to. We'll probably be writing that one too. That I have knowledge of that side of things as well, and so it does bring something different to the table for having. A faith like knowledge that you're able to bring in and kind of I don't want to say warp anything because I'm not. Right. But I can see sometimes, more so maybe with that first story, where maybe this one, absolutely not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't buy none of it. Zero. No little baby Satan came up. (laughs) I mean, then again, a cute little baby Satan. (laughs) Yeah. Just baby baby, baby Satan. (laughs) What kind of trouble would he get into?
1: Well, apparently
0: a lot. Well, yeah, if you're with (sighs) this dick. I would also like to say, too, that next week will probably be a case that deals with an exorcism gone wrong. So there is a little sneak peek into next week's case. Right. Because sometimes you can commit a murder because the devil is inside somebody else. And making you do it. Yeah, you're still, the devil is still making you do it. But until next time, callers, remember to like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us at.
1: Right. Take those phones and put them to good use.
0: Right. Instead of playing with Uber. Right. At least his Uber app. (laughs)
1: You
0: know, I have to wonder why didn't he just uninstall it
1: and reinstall? Uh, Because that's more so why this case is he's full of fucking shit. Oh, okay. But what's not full of shit
0: is us being found on Facebook tiktok or our email call
1: us dead at yahoo.com but until then remember to stay strong do everything with love know there is always hope and in case you forget
0: you can always call Call us when when you're you're dead. dead corvette oh chevrolet Chevrolet. Sorry, my bad. While on the scene at the Keeler Dealer... Jesus. While on the scene of the Keeler... Keela. Oh, my gosh. The Kila dealership. Oh, my you, gosh. Everyone gets one free Kila. uh Kila of Coke? No, that's a Kilo. That's what I feel like I'm on right now.
1: <laughs>